This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Well, hello, everybody, and a big welcome along to this week's edition of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, brought to you in association with the Sky Blue Tavern. Dean back again in the hot seat this week with a couple of podcast substitutions. So, replacing Ross number one and Ross number two in the engine room are Matt and Andy. Chaps, welcome along. Good evening, Dino. How is everybody? Good, pal. Very, very good. good. It's always better when we come away with a weekend with plus three, right? Yeah, 100%. And uh, a chance, obviously, to get in the playoffs at this time of the season. We don't know what this is like, do we? So it's um, it's been a while, shall we say. So, um, yeah, all things positive, Sky Blue End. Well, I'll tell you what isn't positive, my voice. It's very, very <laughs> sore, very raspy. So I do apologise for that. But I've tried the lemon and honey technique today, so hopefully... It'll be okay and get us through the, the next hour or so. And like you say, we're in the mix, aren't we? It's like a bit like it's the up. hokey cokey this season, I find. Like we're in, we're out, we're shaking it all about. And it's now it's just about getting those knees bent, arms stretched, rah, rah, rah to the end of the season, isn't it? It's quite a way of putting it, isn't it? What what yeah. would that mean? What would knees bent be? I think knees bent will probably be twelve points for the next four games. <laughs> and then the rah 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 is when we go ballistic in the playoffs, win all get Win every match three 0 and you've saved that really well, fair play. And then fly ourselves into the into the Premier League. Like it, look, it's going to be difficult. We know it's going to be difficult. We've got some really really tough matches, but at the moment the signs are positive, right? We've got to we just got to ride the crest of a wave, Matt. Yeah, it's one of that. You know, I feel like you go back maybe from Feb onwards when we went on that run and we got Fads back and we obviously went a number of games without losing and. Everything seemed too positive, but there was always that part of me. Um, you know, I felt like I was probably on the pod every couple of weeks or so, as we generally end up being. I always kind of felt like 
And it was probably more than anything, the amount of games that were left. In my mind, I'm thinking there's still 16 games, there's still 14 games. There's still so you're telling games, me there's, there's a chance. 10 games. <laughs> and I think that negativity in my mind was kind of thinking, oh, we'll find a way of doing something where we'll end up, you know, just missing out. And I think from a more kind of realistic point of view, obviously that probably ties in with saying not just because we've seen things happen with Coventry in the past, you know, realistically, we know we haven't financially got the same power as some of the teams we're competing with. Um, and we haven't got the squad depth and we have injuries. So all of those things align and you start thinking, you start getting into that final quarter of the season. We, we're going to, we're going to struggle and we, and we haven't, we just really haven't. And now we're, you know, obviously we've had odd moments, we've had blips, but consistently we just haven't struggled. Um, and it's a real testament to obviously the, the manager, the squad, everybody at the club. And now you're saying, right, it's four games. There's nothing that tells me we can't go on a run in, in those four games that ends up seeing us in the playoffs. So, yeah. Andy, you were very much on the fence the last time we spoke on mm. this podcast. And you were saying, like, we've got to take our chance. We're taking it, aren't we? We've still got that chance. Four games going for the, for the remainder of the season. What a position yeah, to be in. It's a bit like what you said, isn't it? It's, I think it's been like the season that you think, yeah, we've got a chance. Then you think, no, yes, no. It's been like that for the whole of the season, to be honest. And like Matt says, now there's only four games left. And the form that we've we've started to hit, I think we can start looking, you know, at the playoffs as a real, real possibility now. And you've got to, this is some testament to Mark Robbins and the team, for goodness. The, the, the stuff that's gone on this season, the injuries we've had and the palaver off the pitch, and it just shows now Doug King's come in and he's settled things down a little bit. I think that's helped the situation um, at the club. And um, Apart from the stadium situation. Yeah, that's still a bit of a, in, 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 but I still think I'm pretty confident he'll get that sorted. I so. actually think, I actually think that's done. And the only reason yeah, why I, I can't do. announce it is because of where we are in Probably. this precarious position. We either go up and the yeah. season ticket prices will have to go up. It's part yeah. and parcel of, of being in the Premier League. But if we're still in the same position, then, you know, they'll roughly be the same price. And you can't do that until no. you know where you're going to be. No, absolutely. So I, I do think that will be sorted as well. Like you say, they're just waiting to see where we're going to be on that one. But yeah, I think that kind of situation has helped things as well on and off the pitch. And yeah, and um, it's looking great, uh, looking forward. And I think, yeah, playoffs are, are inbound, maybe. I was on the tube home last night and I was just kind of thinking to myself, it felt like a bit of a, a watershed moment. Like the belief was there, the fans, the players, the staff, you've just seen everything at the end of the game. And I was thinking, it's all coming together. It's all coming together at the right time. And this is the time we need to do it. And I was a little bit taken back. I got a little bit emotional. I won't lie on the tube. I was thinking, my God, like we could actually do this. We could actually do this. And it's, it's mental to think where we were at the end of August or the end of September, actually. We were bottom of the league. I think you think you think because you know, like you say, after the game, such a good atmosphere and the players and the fans in, interacting, and you know, we looked in. We obviously now look right there in in the mix coming into the last few games. You've seen we have seen this plenty of times throughout the season, and it's been a big part of us getting to this point. You know, you think of those away wins where we've you need know, to put four past the opposition Huddersfields and and games like this. We've We've seen these kind of scenes with the fans and the players and the way they interacted. Players pushing somebody out in front of the, the fans to take them plaudits. 
whether it be Wilson for another clean sheet, not for another goal, Hamer for another piece of magic, she for another ship, whatever it would be, you know, that we've had this interaction. But again, probably in our minds at that point, we're saying this is lovely, but there's 14 games left to go. There's 12 games left to go. You know, maybe this is a bit early for us to, to have these kind of moments. But yeah, now you're having them with four games left to go. Um, and you're right there or thereabouts in the playoffs. It's it's just a completely different feel. Um, I think the confidence is obviously massively there amongst the, the players. And it, it's going to be fascinating. To, it's going to be nerdy, obviously, but it's going to be fascinating to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Those scenes after the game yesterday, anyone who, who was there, they'll tell you. I haven't seen that for a long time. Like, mm. it was just joyous. Like, you've probably seen the videos online. If you search hashtag PS, uh, PUSB, you'll see them on Twitter. But Or you follow Sky Blue Extra. Or Sky Blue Extra, or we'll <laughs> post them. Um, there was just, like, there was just no bad blood. Any Like, uh, everyone was just unbelievably excited. Kids with huge smiles on their faces. You know, the older generation... You know, they've gone through all the lows as well. It was just amazing. And it comes back it's... to my point, Dean. I started to put in, but it comes back to my point with things off the pitch being well as well. Yeah. Doesn't it? That's why people are happy. Because people haven't got anything to moan about now. Yeah. You know, they've always had that black cloud of Sisu over the over the horizon. You know, if even if the players were doing well on the pitch, they were moaning about that. But now, now that's settled down. We've got an owner that cares, it looks like, and he's willing to put his money in. Not great deals, but he looks like he's going to put some money in. There's stability off the pitch. And if we're doing well on the pitch, everyone's happy, aren't they? And we're doing this all without our key attacking players, don't forget. Although, 100%. Although Jamie Allen being back yeah. at some point this season is brilliant news. That's yeah, I know, nice. listen, we give Jamie Allen a hard time sometimes on this podcast, but he's an option. He scores mm. goals. This, uh, he scored goals this year. He offers us something different. He gives us that yeah. that little bit of speed up the top end of the pitch, uh, a little bit of tenacity, and that's going to be needed. So it's, it's great to see that he's going to be back in the fold at some point. Agreed. Yeah, he's what, yeah. got six this season, hasn't he, Matt? I think that's so. Yeah, he's, been it, he's still second top scorer, isn't he? Or Hamer's got to be challenging him no, now Hamer's as well. But now. Yeah, I think you see kind of the the midfield goals we're getting from midfield now. You know, I know going back in the last couple of seasons as well you know it does feel like obviously again Giocres is a, a big source of our goals actually you break it down against last season at the minute he's still got four games to go so he could and probably will end up you know comfortably above where he ended up last season but actually it's not a significant amount more goals um so you think about it one thing I remember just talking about the last couple of years has been goals from midfield you know mm. even if, whether it be attacking midfield positions where O'Hare, unfortunately, seemed to get into great positions but struggled to actually take his chances. Allen, we kind of hoped, would, would do what he's doing now but really didn't quite get there. And Hamer was, you know, came into the club and all the conversation around him was him being more of a defensive midfielder. Chief isn't really your, your goal-getter, but all of them have chipped in. There's 19 goals for the midfield. So Hamer's got yeah. seven, Allen six, Palmer three, Sheaf two. Which you know that's your that's that's your second twenty goal that's your second twenty goal a season striker, isn't it? This is so it's so significantly different. Hamer only got three last season. Yeah, shows the difference, doesn't it, Matt? Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah completely, com completely different. Uh, I guess setup with the club. You know, that's where the difference is because we obviously Godin hasn't had the the game time that he maybe had last season. We did need the opportunity to get these goals, and when people have gone out with injuries from that midfield, which has happened regularly. Other people have come in 
stepped up and, and got goals where multiple players have been out. Then Sheba's stepped up and got a goal. You know, Hamer's obviously regularly scoring. Um, Jamie you said, Allen, about, he's you been said about Matty Godden there, that's seven in 18 for him. Mm. So, you know, what's that? Just less than one every two games. And Vic's, Vic's 20 and 40, which is, you know... Yeah, and you've got the midfield now chipping in. So with all that combination, it's a lot better than what it was last season. Last season, you had Gokarez score goals and no one else. So yeah. that's why we're near the playoffs. More yellow cards <laughs> for Hamer than, than goals last <laughs> yeah. season. Although, Absolutely. I mean, the turnaround in Gus, Gus's performances mm. since that red card, absolutely pivotal in the way the season is sort of shaped up. Going on yeah. that run just before the World Cup, going on the run a few weeks ago, I don't think he's got less than a seven on the who scored ratings in this in this unbelievable run we've been on. Um, and that's testament to him. You know, he's he's changed his, his approach to football, obviously, in that period. And we're, we're getting the, the benefit of that. Yeah, said this a couple of times with him. He's he's a different, he has completely changed his game and not lost his talent. I think people were worried if he were to lose that kind of biting edge to his game, is it going to change him as a footballer? And actually, he's found a way to kind of harness his ability to control his temper, not get those silly bookings. And actually, it's helped him in the other side of his game because we know from a technical ability point of view, he's you know realistically the best player at the club and he can do pretty much whatever he wants to do with the ball. But it was decision-making. And actually, I think maybe taking a little bit of that edge off, maybe giving himself a bit more time, maybe being a bit more thoughtful, maybe taking an element of being an emotional player away from what he would have done previously and being a more calculated player. You know, we need our best technical player at the football club to significantly more often make the right decision with the football than the wrong one. They need to do the right things. And if you go back a year, Hamer would do a couple of amazing things a game. He'd do a few of the right things and he'd do a lot of maybe too much. He'd try yeah. and do something that maybe wasn't the right thing to do in the game, and now a very strong majority of the time over the to last. To be fair, months, he, it's he always did, he the did right do that thing. yesterday. There was one he, he nicked the ball and ran a, and ran with the ball down down the wing, and then got dispossessed again where he should have you know laid it off. But then well, after I'm not that, say it's perfect. Yeah, but then, say, but then <laughs> after that, his yeah. his attitude changed. Probably learned from it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's just showing in one game in one passage of play that you know, what you've just it's said. It's one of the most significant true. changes in a footballer I've seen with our football club in a, in a long time, to be honest with you, in, in a short space of time. You know, you get players who develop and overseas and become better footballers and more of an impact on your football club. He's always somebody that we've known has had this level of talent. Actually, in the last six months, how he's harnessed that to make it effective to as a football club on the pitch. One of the most one of the most impactful standout changes in a footballer I've seen at our, at our football club for a long time to be honest right should we get into the game in a little bit more detail I think Andy's absolutely begging to do the stats here and <laughs> I don't have I don't have a jingle yet but maybe I'll sing for you Andy here we go yeah. ready go on. Andy go on. with the stats with the stats Andy with the stats not bad with your voice pal um, yeah it was um, much much still got it much much better yeah still got it just uh, yeah 54% possession which was good with the ball uh, 14 gold attempts compared to their only six, and we're the away team, remember? So that's really decent. Five shots on target, could do with that being a little bit more higher, but not too bad. Four shots off target and then five shots blocked by them. Um, regarding passes, we 
completed 250 out of 358. So, yeah, decent amount of passes completed as well. And, um, yeah, considering with the away team, they're very impressive stats. Yeah, very good. It, it, it's pretty much the perfect away performance, isn't it, in regards, to, in regards to the stats? You know, soaking up a little bit of pressure here and there mm. and then, and then you know, utilising the ball to, to its capabilities yeah. when we've got it. 100%. It was the perfect away day, day. Uh, let's talk at the the goals, uh, Matt. Let's talk about the first one first. Jokeres obviously making it one nil. Great work from Hamer, who we've mentioned already quite a bit, and a brilliant finish uh, from from Jokeres. Or I don't know. There's about forty five different pronunciations across all the highlights I've seen today. I don't know how. I don't even know how to say it myself now. Yeah, I don't think anybody pretty much. I you hear it from when you play a team that obviously haven't encountered in that often and you see a different pronunciation and it throws that level of doubt in in our minds which just when we think we've nailed down how you say his name but this again yeah we, we've talked about Hamer but this is the perfect example of exactly what you want to see from him as a football it encapsulates a majority of what's good about his game wins the ball in midfield drives forward you know 20 25 yards no one anywhere able to get anywhere near him and he picks just the right moment just the right pace on that pass to get it perfectly in line for Gyokeres running in. And yeah, I, we've said this before as well, you know, if there was a weakness maybe in Gyokeres' game, it's those one-on-ones we've, we've kind of been concerned about his finishing when he's got time to think about it in a situation where he should score. But we're actually seeing that completely turn the corner now. You know, he scored obviously two goals of that nature against Huddersfield. And um, and so he, he even looks to improve that element of his game. But yeah, really, really nice goal. Um Show the importance of those two players. I don't want to be a bit of a Debbie Downer when we've won three 0 away from home, but Andy, how how disappointing were you? Because I, I I felt this in the ground that we didn't sort of pressurise those mid, them, them midfielders even more in the mm. game. I know yeah. I know Sam Field had a decent game to be honest, but he was getting mm. run rings around by Hamer, Sheaf, and Eccles, who were you know playing it around him all the time. He had no support, um, mm. but I don't think we utilised that enough. No, um, I can't really understand considering the position they're in, how badly they played, if I'm being honest. Um, one point away from relegation, you know, Ainsworth's done a terrible job since coming in. Um, Didn't have his leather jacket on yesterday, that's why. Well, absolutely. And his style of football is just awful. So, you know, you know, I looked at their team before the game and I thought, how are these down at the bottom? Because the, the standard of players they've got at the club but then I looked at the game and I thought, I know why they're bottom because all their midfield are getting bypassed by the long ball. It's yeah. just awful. But that's them. But no, to answer your question is, uh, yeah, I am just a little bit surprised. We could have pressed it a little bit more, could have applied our domination a little bit more and it would have made it a little bit easier because we Ben Wilson had to make a couple of good saves, didn't he? Yeah, Which, he did. um, To keep us, you know, but then you have to expect that away from home. You're not going to get it all your own way. And, and he's come up big, top, big time again, hasn't he, Ben Wilson? You know, yeah, you're not going to get that perfect performance for no. the 90, are you? And it was either no. side of half time, really, where they sort of come into the to, the, to mm. their own a little bit. Cher got involved. Who he's a good player. He was ta- he was taking on Norton Coffee. Pre- pretty much had the beating of Norton Coffee during the game, and then Ainsworth took him off. And I was like, Norton well, yeah, there, there is that. Um, but yeah, Ainsworth took Cher off, and I'm thinking, mm. you need a goal here. Yeah, he's a guy who can provide a little bit of magic at some point and you've just taken it off the pitch I mean for us I'm, I said to my dad mm. I was like what's he what's he playing at like mm. that's that's his way back into the game and he's just taken it off and I'm rubbing my hands 
Brilliant. Yeah, he's well. At one point, there was talk of him going to the Premier League, wasn't there? He's he's one of their best technicians, and you know, he's at the World Cup, wasn't he? So was. you know, I also he's... saw a, a, there was a Moroccan flag in the in the home end, right? Mm. But the guy with the Moroccan flag had a sombrero on. And I'm thinking that's, he's getting his. Yeah, he's yeah. Getting, you need a <laughs> fez. A you need a fez, mate. We know <laughs> we've had some Moroccans. Cheapo and Hadji. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> probably, you could probably bought a, a fez off a off an old cov fancy bike. Could have, probably should have. But no, yeah. when either took him off, you were you just rubbing your hands, weren't you, Dean? You're thinking, yeah. well, they just took their best player off. So and you mentioned yeah. the hoof ball as well. I mean, the mm. performance of our back line, I thought, was outstanding during the game. You yeah, just dealt with everything that was thrown at Chris Martin and Lyndon Dykes. I'm a big fan of Lyndon Dykes, but. Mm. That's not the way you play with Lyndon Dykes. Like no. you don't pump the ball for, for him to head on all the time. It's just not the way he you should you should set up with him and your team. But we dealt with that incredibly mm. well, didn't we? Yeah, those back three, Doyle, um, Fads, and the other uh, McNally are, are, are top class, aren't they? Bar the Stoke game, they've been absolutely superb, haven't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. What was your thoughts on on the performance of the back line yesterday, Matt? Yeah, I think you've summed it up. It's it's not the way you'd play a Lyndon Dykes. I, I agree. I'm I'm a fan. You know, he's somebody that I think um, if they were to go down or you know whatever happens with them, if there's an opportunity to to get him mm. next season, if we're probably going to be looking at strikers, he's somebody I wouldn't hate seeing come into the club. It's not the way to play him, and it's not the way to play against us. It's not the way to play against our three centre backs, to be honest with you. So it was um, it. it it was an odd way, a style of playing. If you kind of got any understanding of us as a football club, you kind of you can just know the stats behind the number of clean sheets and um, the style of play that these these centre backs have, and kind of the versatility and everything else across the three of them. It, it just it was odd, but it was it was good to see. And like like Andy mentioned, you know there were a couple of periods of play where they did gain a little bit of control, but. Andy's completely right. You've got to expect that when you go away to, to any team in the championship, to be honest with you. And as bad as they're doing, there is quality for sure in that side. So, you know, it's part of the game plan, really. You're going to have periods where you're just going to soak up a little bit of pressure. But when you think about it, majority of their efforts were were from range. You know, there were good strikes where Wilson's made a good save, but they weren't really getting in behind our defence. We were still making them take those shots from from range. And realistically, you know, that's kind of, ideal situation for, for Ben Wilson again as a, as a keeper. We know he can make those kind of saves. Um, so, yeah, a lot of what happened, a lot of what they did yesterday kind of fed into our hands, really, and it probably gives you a good indication as to why, you know, Ainsworth has done the job that he has because they just didn't look prepared to play against us. Um, I, know I think he's ever, has he ever won game. against us, Ainsworth? He's just, he, yeah. He, he, he must hate the sight of Robbins. Hate the sight of us coming into town. He just—I I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be prepared as a manager. But you think about the job that he's done at football clubs. You know, at Wickham obviously got them up from um, from League One, but then took them back down. And um, I mean, you see the videos of you see the kind of the, the the Maori guy they brought into the changing room and the fact the players' reactions to that and everything else. It's just, it's, it's actual part, it's completely, partridge, isn't it? It is. Partridge. It does look like it's a they turned around and said this was a mocked up scene for a TV show. So that's actually pretty funny, but it's it's obviously not. It was something realistically that he thought was going to change the ethos and mindset of the club, and you could just see any respect that potentially these players had for him drained out at that you could physically see it 
drain out of the players at that moment. And he just, I don't know. He, look, he takes risks as a manager, obviously. And, and any risk that he's taken this season, just it, it hasn't, well, the time he's been there, just hasn't paid off. I think Andy tried to do that for uh, Skybury's extra bonding session at the start of this season and, and we all rejected it. But he put the outfit on himself. That was the problem there. We'd have gone for it. Otherwise. You mentioned about uh, Ben Wilson. Uh, Andy, as our resident cat, it's 19th clean sheet there, clean sheet. It's honestly, from the situation we were in at the start of the season where we just shipped goals for fun to where we are now. I mean, it's chalk and cheese, obviously, but He's, he's one away from the Magic 20. We talk yeah. about 20 goals. What about 20 clean sheets? Massively, massively. Biggest surprise of the season, this, isn't it? It's got to be, you know. For... It must be the sponsorship of, of, of well, Ben from us. I think so, yeah. Took him a couple of years to get better. Here. <laughs> <laughs> we played the long game. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Um, but we knew it would come good, didn't we? So, um, But no... Um, he deserves all the plaudits he gets, Dean. Um, he's been outstanding. He's one of the best shot stoppers in the league, without doubt. His distribution has got better because that was an issue. Um, I'm still saying he's not perfect, but it has got better. Um, but he's making big saves at big times now. And if, we need, if we're going to get in those playoffs and if we're going to get through the playoffs, we're going to need that. Um, so I've got, I can't speak highly of them. Um, you know, I was a big fan of Simon Moore last season. I thought he did well. Um, but as soon as his form at the start of the season dropped like a balloon, Wilson's never looked back and he's been absolutely outstanding. And at the moment, he's undroppable. And a brilliant character as well, for all mm. intents and purposes. You look at the videos, etc. Obviously, we spoke, to him on, yeah. we spoke to him on the sponsor day and it was just amazing. What amazing attitude and his love and passion for not just playing football, but for Coventry as well, which mm. I was really struck struck by, to be honest. I, mm. I didn't feel like players built that. No. But he has he has built something there and you know we're you know we're getting the absolute benefit of that. Yeah, is, he's a very likable lad, isn't he? Yeah. And very funny yeah. as well. So yeah. It's always Brilliant. good to you do you do need that bit of a, a calming influence at the back line sometimes. So um yeah. Keep going, Ben. Let's see you get twenty and then go through the playoffs with Three clean sheets, that'd be very nice as well. Uh, let's talk about the second goal. Just lots to talk about here. Eccles ball to start oh. with. I mean, it's it's Perlo-esque, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Jokerez, uh, great touch with the chest, gets him out in front of him. The only bad thing is the ball across to Walker, which Walker does extremely well to get that ball under control. Hamer has two bites of the cherry mat and it's 2-0. Yeah, it's like you say, there's so much of that which needs to go right. It, it seems kind of, I don't know, it maybe doesn't seem as good as when you actually break it down, but the ball, as you say, is, is unbelievable. That touch from Jokeres to take it out and put it where he needs to put the ball. The run from Jokeres is certainly brilliant because he just, he knows how long he wants to carry the ball to draw defenders over towards him. He knows the reputation he has as a striker, you know, it's going to be a natural reaction, draw over towards him, over kind of compensate to get over towards Giocares. So you kind of like see him inch out towards away from goal and drawing them as much as he can away from obviously our players and then just picks that right moment to play into the middle. As you say, the pass isn't, isn't the best and Tyler Walker got to give him credit. It was, 
it was a great feat of uh, acrobatics to to stop the ball and and obviously from there he may he may have pulled a hammy <laughs> he may have <laughs> at least done, we went two nil done. up <laughs> yeah he may have done but I'm sure he'll take it for I guess another assist will he get an assist no. though, because of the shot even no, um yeah because Hamer has the shot and then it's come back to him so he, so, get, yeah. he doesn't get the assist Hamer himself though does he no he doesn't all, no. all, I think the keeper the gets the assist if he wants it <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't no it's um it, it, it's a great goal it, it's again it's good to see Hamer get a goal because I think that's part of his game that he obviously would have wanted to develop obviously Andy gave us the stats earlier on of, of how many he got last season versus already this season and potentially more to come uh, between now and, and the end of the campaign so um, yeah it's always good to, to see him get a goal and I think for him you know the changes that he's made in, in his game again once he's getting these assist, these goals he's got the stats to back it up you know we're stat heavy um, I guess fan base or every fan base it's a, it's a stat heavy industry people want to see goals assists all these kind of things so it's one thing changing your game around and you might think that it's it's going well and you're playing better but you also really need to see the stats behind it and and obviously he is so when you see him get these assists and goals to back up the fact that he's just significantly improved over the last six months is always always good to see and I went 3-0 um, there's three words I want to say for this goal Benjamin David Sheaf. Unbelievable dispossession again. That's why he's the top of the dispossession lists in the championship. A great through ball to Hamer as well, and obviously a brilliant finish from from Yokerez this time. But Andy, just talk to me about Ben Sheaf. What what a player we have there. Unbelievable. And that was a no look pass. Was it? You look at, yeah, you look at the highlights again, it's a no look pass as well when he does it. Right, he looks the other way and passes it. It's unbelievable. The interception, first of all, like you say, was class. And then he drove forward and then he has the cheek to look the other way and pass into Gus Hamer. And Hamer, just first time, perfect way of pass for Gokarez to finish in off the post. It was the perfect counter-attacking goal by the Sky Blues and a beautiful way to finish a beautiful day, Dean. It was a... But that... Sheep has been great, and we missed him, didn't we, when he was out injured um, badly? Um, he's turned into this he, like prime box to box midfielder all of a sudden. Yeah, he's got the lot, hasn't he? Um, you know, we needed him last week against Watford for that goal. We produced, he could have scored another against Watford as well with that header, remember? We, but he's getting in those positions now as well. I'm like taking the say. credit. I'm taking the credit. <laughs> last season, I said Ben Sheaf has got an attacking yeah. mindset in him, and he's showing it. Well, Benga knows. Yeah, doesn't it? Venger knows. Yeah, Venger knows. So you know, um, but that no look pass was unbelievable. Lovely, brilliant class. I can't speak highly enough for that. That was top quality. And Gus knew what he was doing, and you know, in off the post from uh, Vic as well. And the usual celebration as we come to get used to whatever that is. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out at the end of the season. He said he was going to tell us if we got promoted, but I think. Yeah, that's not in the cool. excitement of twenty goals, <laughs> in the excitement yeah. of twenty goals, he said, "I'll tell you at the end of the season." So mm. I look forward to it. It's um, yeah, it's one of the men- though, isn't there? Yeah, it's probably something really mundane and boring, isn't he's, it? He can't, he's probably scrambling. If it is, <laughs> I need to make okay, something uh, up. Uh, the original one wasn't. <laughs> Has great. anyone got anything for me? <laughs> probably didn't think people would worry that or think about it that much, but yeah, he needs to come up with something now. Yeah, I've, talking of watching the footage back, which I'm going to do for Sheaf No Look Pass. Please look at the reverse angle. From the the camera from above the stand, yeah, it's so funny. There's three guys having a selfie on the stand, and they've got their back completely to the to the action. 
So they missed the goal completely because obviously they're still celebrating the goal just before. But they also might have an in-action shot of the goal going in from the selfie. I don't know, but I just thought it was very funny. And how did the photo come out? Do you know? Was it all right? It's not my photo. I wasn't on the top tier. <laughs> the top tier yesterday, I went last season with Wardy in the top tier. Like You struggle to see the goal line from the top tier. Yeah. It's really weird. Was it? But I was on the bottom tier yesterday. It was such a such a better view. And the, the limbs yesterday in there, I mean... Especially the shin, for the bird, yeah. Oh, the, shin, the shins on some people must be absolutely <laughs> aching this morning, like pure, pure seat marks in the shins mm. embedded for the rest of the season, I imagine. But you'll take that with a 3-0 win. It's one of those things. Every day. Part and parcel. Um, let's get on to some man of the matches then. Plenty of good performance for the Sky Blues. Uh, Andy, let's start with yours first. Uh, Gustavo Hamer. Uh, who scored rating of 8.94. Yeah, ridiculous. That's a knob. Ridiculous. Yeah. Just unbelievable. You know, six shots, two on target, one goal, two assists. He was uh, above the level yesterday. I think he has been all year, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Matt, let's, who, let's see who you're going for. Yeah, I have to agree. It's got to be Hamer. Um, involved in all three goals. Just another one of those performances from him where you just, yeah, you, you just see that quality of, of uh, an ability that he's got. So yeah, for me, comfortably Hamer. Even though there were, as you say, a lot of good performances, but still, it was that good of a performance from Hamer that it was really an easy decision. Still, you're listening to Sky Blues Extra. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, the Skybiz might travel back down to London in a few weeks' time for, for the playoff final. But before we get there, we've got a big trip up north to Blackburn on Wednesday night. Looks like it's going to be a huge travelling support again for the Sky Blues. Um, Andy, how big is this game now? Biggest game in recent history, Dean. Without doubt, um, I think it's a, it's the fact that we could put a dent in Blackburn's playoff hopes. Yeah, so well, it's kind of a six pointer in a way, isn't it? Yeah, they haven't won in four. Um, their form's a bit ropey, shall we say? Our form, bar the Stoke game, is is good. Um, you've got to be going. I know our record at Ewood's not massively great, but we're on Sky Sports Arena, you know, for starters. So um, surely that will be a, a good sign. Um, have we won on we, Sky Sports Arena this uh, season? No, we've never been on it. So <laughs> it's normally, <laughs> just normally shows netball and bowls, doesn't it? Yeah, it so, does. So um, probably our level. Got, yeah, so there's a positive, and um, we've got to go up there with, with full of confidence because you know if we get a point, 
puts again a, a dent in their their promotion area, and then we got Reading on obviously on on Saturday, who are, are in the bottom three. So yeah, no, as long as we don't lose the game, I think any everything anything from there from a point or a win would be positive thing. Matt, your thoughts on on Blackburn Wednesday night? Yeah, I, I think that's the thing with the QPR game. You know, um, theoretically, I guess we could have said four points from the two games would have been a good return. And obviously your preference when that happens is going to be to get the three points at Ewood Park because then we're taking points, more points away from a rival. But, you know, obviously it's a little bit more complex than that. We, With that win yesterday against QPR, we've... Um, We've taken an element of pressure off this game, even though it is a massive game for us. It potentially takes an element of pressure. It, it kind of, I don't know, changes, I guess, the game plan to an extent of how we can go there. Um, and now we can say, ultimately, you know, we don't have to, I guess, if we're 80 minutes in and it's and it's a tight game and it is a draw, we don't have to throw everything at it to go and get a winner and potentially risk lo- losing ourselves a point and then giving a rival, obviously, all three points. So, we can have, I guess, a more controlled and measured approach to the game, even though obviously I still expect to see all the same, um, you know, the same formation and, and the same tactics. Oh, we have the perfect but... setup, don't we, for, for yeah. away games? You know, solid at the back, don't give up too many chances, and, you know, the counter attack is absolutely electric. That's the way it's, to play. And it's worked perfectly, and obviously, form wise, it, it's worked out perfectly, you know, over the last few months now. And, um, and again, if we, hadn't won yesterday we we potentially would have gone into this game probably needing to win um mm. and that might have changed that that whole process and plan and approach that we've got for these away games and actually now it's just kind of taken that element of pressure which says no we can still we can, we can still do what we do as a football club which has obviously worked so well for us in regards to away games so um so yeah really interesting game obviously as Andy mentioned they're not on, on great form um Massive game. I think we've it's the got, case. Sorry, go, on. No, go for it, Andy. Go on. No, I'm just, just looking. We've got a better away record than home record this season. How, you know, when have we been able to say that? Well, seven, seven unbeaten in yeah. away from home. I think it's yeah. four, four wins with 14 goals in that time. Yeah, that's always been our Achilles heel for Sky Blues is our away form. And we've really put that really to bed this season. We're doing really, really well. So it's good. I think the big thing for me Wednesday is that if we get a result there, that puts them on the back foot and it kind of takes, it, it might take them out of the, the running for, for one of these playoff spots. They've got to go to Preston. They've got mm. Burnley at home. They've got Luton at home. They've got Everybody Millwall. in the top seven or eight, isn't it? Yeah, They've Millwall got... last game of the season away. I mean, there's two huge Lancashire derbies in that they've got to play. We know what derbies are like. You know, mm. you can throw the form book out the window there effectively so and you know they're, they're going to be raucous occasions so getting a point if we get three it's just you know it might put them to bed it's it's an interesting one because it we talked about the pressure and taking an element offers and as you say if we can take something out of that game and prevent them from taking all three points in another another home game That'll be one win in seven. And as Andy mentioned earlier, no wins in, in five games for them. And you go back to before that run of six games where they've only won one, I think they won the, the four or five games before that. They went on a bit of a run. And at that point, they looked pretty much nailed on to make the playoffs. And now it's kind of fallen apart for them a little bit. And 
even if look if we end up drawing there they're obviously still going to be well in the mix they're going to be uh, potentially still in the playoffs with the game in hand over the most team majority of the teams around them in in the battle for a playoff spot but just that fact of almost looking like they were pretty much nailed on a few weeks ago and now actually he's completely gone the other way combined with the fact that all of those games are against teams who are obviously performing well this season it is going to put so much pressure on them um so yeah such an opportunity for for us and you are getting to the point i think this is the big thing for me you go back like I said at the start, 12, 14, 16 games to go. For me, I never rule us out of any game. I don't think any of us do. We know that there's enough in this squad. There's enough team spirit, quality across the um, ability in in the team that can come out and uh, enough kind of nous and knowledge and, and everything in the coaching squad that we know we could go some, anywhere and get a result, potentially even go anywhere and, and win a game. What concerned me was saying, are we going to do that, you know, 14, 16 games where we know we're potentially going to be a lot lighter in terms of our squad against other teams? And now, actually, you say, if we can go there and win this game, then you start saying, well, we're, we're, we're favourites to make the playoffs. You know, we are, we become favourites. The, mind, the mindset changes, right? Home games Completely. after it, which obviously could be potential banana skins, but we become favourites. And it's just crazy to think about. Yeah, I can see you getting so excited there. <laughs> Big smile. Just every face. time you think about it, I know we spent a lot of time, all of us individually, over the last kind of 24 hours looking at the table. Obviously, it hurt a little bit when Blackburn's point got them back in the top six, but just kind of looking at all the permutations. And as you say, with Blackburn, you start looking at the runnings that other teams have got. Yeah, Blackburn, if we can go there and even take a point from them, it, maybe we can't say it takes them out of the race, but it really, really hurts them and it, and it puts them in danger. You look, Preston have obviously done well, but they've got a pretty tricky run in as well. Um, Sunderland, I think, will will struggle. You know, maybe there's still a bit of life in Norwich, but they look terrible, obviously, form-wise, compared to what you would expect them to do. You start saying, actually, if we could go there and win, we'd become favourites to make the playoffs quite, quite comfortably. I think a lot of teams are, are eyeing us as, you know, potential scary opposition. In and that's that, one game. That so we're yeah. now getting to the point where we can say one game we can go and win and we know we can do that against anyone. And if we can go and do that on Wednesday night and we've obviously still got to go and do it, that it's it's going to get really exciting then. And those three games, you know, two of them at home, very winnable, big crowds. It's it's going to be a special atmosphere. Um, but even if we do go there and get a draw, you know, that's not going to change by any shape of the imagination. Perfect. So, yeah. yeah. And then Reading Saturday, Andy, that's a, a completely different task, isn't it? Because that's a team now in the relegation zone with that minus six. They're fighting for their lives and mm. you know, beware of the wounded animal, they say. Yeah, well, if we get a point or a win uh, against Blackburn on Wednesday, he would then you're going to get a lot of people you know, coming up to the CBS for that game. They haven't won. I've just looked in nine. You know, they're winless in nine. Did get a good point against Burnley this weekend, but Burnley are already up, aren't they? So that's probably more more to do with that than anything else. Yeah, pressure off. Can't ask for a better game, can you? Really, to go and win, um, you can't. It's it's all there for us. If we get a good result at Ewood Park on Wednesday, I think we'll we'll have too much to for Reading. We'll roll them. You strike me as a man who's already eyed up the the end of season predictor with a lot of results. Have you mm. have you done that yet? 
Not yet. Um, I've had a little look, see what we can do, but no, I've not done that yet, Dino. You know, um, probably do that later tonight or tomorrow. Um, so with four games to go, then how many points do you do you think we need? Uh, I think two two win no two wins. <laughs> I think we'll get two wins, two draws. Two wins, two draws. I think yeah. spot on. I think we need eight points. I am that man who, who's yes. gone through the fixtures <laughs> uh, and see and had a look at what it might take for us to get there. And I actually think 70 points is, is going to be yeah. in the mix. And I am also the man who a few weeks ago was looking at what it's taken to get in the playoffs for the last 12 years in the championship. And it's kind of ranged from 68 up to 82. So, you know, at that point, I was kind of thinking we need to get to 75. And I think this is when we we probably would have needed about 20, 21 points still only a few weeks ago. And I thought it seems a bit of a struggle. And looking at it now, actually, and looking at the fixtures of the teams we've got, I think Millwall, um, obviously, they've struggled recently, but they got that win again yesterday. So they might, they've got a decent run of games, I think, towards the end of the season. They should be comfortable. I think that three-point gap they've got over... Um, over the battle, obviously, that starts below them. I, I think they're going to be okay. So I think it is starting to come down to that last spot. I think Blackburn are going to struggle to get to 70 points if we can stop them winning um, because they've got such a, a tough run of four games after us. Preston have got a tough run of games. I don't think they'll do it. Something similar. Um, Watford are, are too far out. The two that still worry me slightly are Norwich and West Brom because they haven't got bad run-ins. Um, West Brom obviously have picked up a bit of form, but they've had a couple of dodgy results as well. Norwich just look look terrible. But again, can we completely say it's out of the window that they're going to turn around and potentially win, you know, three games, which gets into 70 points. And it's mad because they, they were one of the best performers at the CBS, weren't they, this year? Norwich. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I look at it and I kind of, past Millwall and obviously the teams above them, I struggle to see where any of the other teams are going to get above 70 points, to be honest with you. Um, because even for a Norwich and a West Brom, that's like three wins out of four. I know West Brom have got an additional game in hand, but they'd need to win three and, and draw one, I think, to get to that as well. So actually, then they're not showing the form to do that. So I think Andy's spot on. You know, I think two wins, two draws, eight points gets us to 70 mm. or three wins or four wins, you know, whatever way it is, we'll, we'll take it. But I think that 70 point mark is going to, He's going to put us there or thereabouts. Might might be the the mark that's kind of making us worry about goal difference a little bit, but um, I think it's right in the mix. How bloody mad is it that we're talking about this? Is <laughs> is honestly, I just find it absolutely bonkers. Andy, you started the podcast, and it was we were League One. We just got to League One um, on the on the comeback trail, and to where we our first now. podcast was me and Dave Bristol Rovers in the FA Cup. We won. Oh, yeah, Liam Walsh was playing. Jamie Allen scored and Liam Walsh scored. So, yeah, how far we've come. To even be contemplating this is just... Yeah, it's just with four games to go, it's just, like Matt said, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? It's just... We're normally, like last season, like flirting with the playoffs with 16 to go, not with four to go. It's a bit... It's new territory, isn't it, lads? Yeah, it is It is a totally different yeah. piece when you're talking about it with four to go <laughs> rather than 16. Yeah. Finish um, the third of the season. But we've got to embrace it. You know, and enjoy it though as well, haven't we? Yeah, hundred percent. Have a smile on your face. Don't worry about things. Everything is settled. You don't see Mark Robbins worrying about things, do you? He, he's pretty confident in this bunch, and and follow his lead because uh, he knows. And what it does for the fan base as well, you know. Mm. You know, it's 
life's tricky, isn't it, for everybody at the moment? We know that, but it is, yeah. the, honestly, the smiles on sa- the face on Saturday, yeah. it was just amazing to see. Everyone was so happy, mm. and if we if we can just replicate that to the end of the season, honestly, if we get to the playoffs and these mm. one-off games, we've got a chance. We've got a chance because we've got the belief running through the club. We're a very un- underrated fan base, aren't we? Um, yeah. Some, you know, when when Cover have got something to play for, like, you know, I, I still remember that Checker Trade, you know, final from 2017 and we won that and the joy it gave to the, to the city and to the fans that day. And I can see it happening again. And yeah. it's just nothing better than bringing the smiles back to people's faces because like you said earlier, Dean, life is tough. It's not easy out there at the moment. It's really, really tough. And to bring happiness to a, to a, a one-club city is there's nothing better. Nothing better. The stars are maybe aligning again maybe. for the Sky Blues. Let's see how it goes and, and ride the crest of this wave and enjoy it, Sky Blue Army. You know, we're, we're very fortunate to be in this position uh, and we're going to embrace it and, and look forward to it for, for sure over the next couple of weeks. Uh, chaps, let's leave it there for, for this evening. Really enjoyable podcast tonight. Really thank you for, for your input. A uh, big thank you to everyone for, for listening our, our, and, of course, to our sponsors at the, the Sky Blue tab. And we'll be back again next week. Hopefully, we're six points in the back pocket. Uh, but until then, if you want to get involved in the conversation, just use that hashtag SBE podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.